<laughs> it's a hedonist covenant. <laughs> it's a hedonist covenant. I tell you the truth. The cup of the new covenant is for hedonists only. If you're into pleasure, you've come to the right place. This cup of joy is the cup of salvation of the cup of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can get as drunk on it every day as you want. Now, please don't misunderstand what I have to say to you tonight. <laughs> oh, Holy Ghost. Man, this joy has nothing to do with the natural realm whatsoever. Things have been really bad lately with our people, people dying, just sin everywhere, disobedience and stubbornness everywhere. And so I just said, enough is enough. God just raised the standard. I just go right into the midst of the demons and the low places of hell on earth and get drunk on the Holy Ghost, get drunk on the Holy Ghost and take that territory. So I just put on the God of Babylon for my t-shirt today. Just went in there just mocking the enemies of grace, just mocking all the enemies of Jesus Christ in the whole world. And God got me so drunk today, probably laughed for eight hours straight. You guys got to check out the drunken glory worship time we had. There is so much impartation of joy. There is so much impartation of the wine of the new covenant. It's just as much wine of the cup of salvation, of the cup of joy, of the cup of the new covenant, of the heart of Jesus Christ, of the joy of heavenly Jerusalem, as you can drink every day and get as drunk as you want on the cup of the new covenant. That is priority number one. Unless you're drunk on grace, truth won't even work in your life. And so all these Christians are discouraged in the world. I got all this knowledge and revelation and truth, but you know, I'm still poor. I got all this knowledge and I've heard all these sermons and teachings about all this stuff, but you know, my, my kids are still killing themselves on drugs. You know, and everything sucks and Satan's still winning. Until your cups overflow with grace and your faces are beaming with the wine of the new covenant, don't expect any breakthrough ever. Because He gave us a cup of the new covenant. And we're all meant to drink it into our hearts. And our bodies are the cups that overflow. Psalms 23, my cup overflows. He prepares a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of poverty. In the presence of sickness and disease. In the presence of atheist mockers of faith. In the presence of sexual immoral. In the presence of disobedient, stubborn, religious fools. He prepares a table for me to get drunk on. And get drunk on the anointing. And the overflow of our cup is the destruction of our enemies. I love how Revelation calls the overflow of the bride's cup of salvation, the bride's cup of the new covenant, the bridal wine of the feast of the Lamb, the overflow is the wine press of the wrath of the Almighty, the destruction of all the enemies of our soul life married to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Need some drinkers. If you're offering people information about Jesus, you're damning their souls. 
If you're offering them a cup of joy of the Holy Spirit, you're saving their souls. What kind of evangelism is the church doing? Tree of knowledge evangelism? Tree of the knowledge of good? The knowledge of good is all the information about Jesus Christ. The knowledge of good of the tree of Lucifer that fell from heaven and took one third of the angels is all the knowledge about Jesus. This is why they're sick, sad, poor, depressed, and dying. And then the evangelism is just information, just more regurgitation of information for the brain, and it doesn't change society, and it doesn't help anyone. Until we transform our own lives by drinking and offer others a cup of joy, we've never even won a soul in all our ministries of Christianity in the whole world. I tell you the truth. It's all vanity. That's why transformation is almost like, well, we don't really have it, and if we have it, it's very slow, and you you can come to my Alpha course, and here's the 12 steps in the Romans Road, and we'll do it at my pace, and we'll give you more information every time you come into my building and read this book. Like that has anything to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ at all. What a mockery of the Holy Spirit. When we start giving people the cup of salvation because we're actually saved in our souls, then we'll be actually helping people. Information doesn't help people. When you save someone when you don't actually save them at all and just tell them information about Jesus, there's no transformation. Are they lit up like a light bulb on joy? Well, then that's a real transformation. That's a real salvation. We need to learn how to do evangelism, guys. I look at these evangelists and they're not evangelists. What they're saying to people, so many of them in the charismatic church, so many of them in evangelical Christianity, it's tree of knowledge. Lucifer's kingdom, guys. The kingdom of hell that only has the appearance of good. Only has the knowledge of good. But the glory, the actual goodness, is unknown. They persecute the glory. These ministers of religion and information, they fight the glory of God. The very thing that would sweep and revival through America, most pastors hate that stuff because they can't control it inside their buildings. If we let that wild, drunken glory in here, It will destroy our religion. (laughs) It will destroy our control. These people would be so set free, they wouldn't even need the pastors anymore. Yeah, that's the whole point. God the Father is going to set America at this time so free in the drunken glory, in the wine of the new covenant, in the cup of salvation, in the cup of joy, that you won't even need flesh. You'll just be totally dependent on spirit, like the sons of God. All the son of God is, it refers to spiritual maturity. And the sons of God are taken over. Because for too long, our people have been under sorcerers of religion, sorcerers of politics. Not just religion. Adolf Hitler wasn't religious. He was political. Politics are more deadly, oftentimes, than religions. 
we look at Islam and we look at, you know, how religion and Christianity kills the human soul. But a lot of times we don't realize our involvement in politics is the worst possible thing we could have ever got into. I mean, politics is murderer number one in history's past. Herod wasn't a religious guy at all. And he murdered all the babies in Jesus' day. If you read the Bible. Jesus had to go into Egypt. And a dream was shown to Joseph. Take this child into Egypt. Herod's going to kill all the babies. Politics kills all the babies. Mm -hmm. Politics distracts all the young Christians. Yeah, and there's just all this political garbage everywhere. <laughs> it's just politics and religion. I mean, could it be any more simple? Jesus Christ said, there's only two main enemies of your souls. And it's the two main things that have infiltrated the entire Christian church on planet Earth. The seed of Herod and the seed of the Pharisees. Herod is politics. Pharisees a religion, religious demons and political demons have infiltrated all Christianity to the point where it's like they'll just preach politics from a pulpit in church. I mean, it's just like it's not even Christianity at all anymore. You never once in the entire New Testament hear political speech from a single apostle, from a single prophet, or from Jesus Christ the Messiah. Not a single time. What are we doing? We're deceived of Lucifer is what we're doing. Repent and get into the Bible and get into following Jesus Christ. Get into following the Apostle Paul. Get into following the Apostle John and the Apostles and Prophets that wrote the New Testament who are here spiritually in the cloud of witness, the cloud of glory that ministers to you tonight. It's time to get spiritual and not be distracted by the natural realm in any area of our life. It's time to get happy and blessed in all our souls. I mean, do you see anyone happy in politics and religion? What a waste of time. It's time to get happy on the Holy Ghost. Do you see people happy on the Holy Ghost? I see people so happy on the Holy Ghost. It's criminal. I mean, it is absolutely criminal. I mean, that you could just sit there and laugh the whole time just makes me want to shake you. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Why are you so happy all the time? You're persecuted constantly. You're suffering trials and tribulations. People hate your guts and want your ministry destroyed off the face of the earth. Yet you constantly rejoice in the midst of every single trial. Because you know what? It's martyrdom glory. This wine is the martyrdom glory of Jesus Christ. It is the total destruction to this world and the total intoxication of the heavenly world of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we've been destroyed in this natural world. Because Babylon hates us. Because Herod hates us. Because the Pharisees hate us. We cling to the wine of the Holy Spirit for dear life every day. It took this much wine just to save me. Honestly, I probably never would have had it this hard. Unless it took this much wine to save me out of hell and death that I was living in at age 18. 
And every day, God just working whatever is needed, necessary in my heart and mind to go to the next level of glory. I mean, who wants to have it constantly the hardest way possible every day with the most resistance from the most people? I mean, that's horrible. But that's how the Holy Spirit works. The, the ox of God threshes hearts and minds, and He's just threshing flesh. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. He doesn't care about your opinions, your politics, your religions. He's just like, I trust myself. I'm the ox of God. My name's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to just do this thing in the worst possible places. Everyone's going to, you know, fight me. Everyone's going to hiss and bite at me. Everyone's going to betray me. I could care less. I'm God. That's the Holy Spirit's attitude through our bodies. You know, I get up today. It's just... Oh, the overwhelming presence of the living God just waking up into heaven on earth. Just laughing all day long. And the glory is so strong. And the fire of God is burning so hot. And then the Holy Spirit just changes the manifestation through my soul that He possesses and lives in because this soul is actually His mansion on earth. You know? When we fully give our lives to Jesus Christ, we become fully possessed with the line of the tribe of Judah, and He can just change it up on us. We're not in control anymore. I'm possessed of God the Father, and just let Him do whatever He wants every day. So it might be blazing, intense fires, seven blazing torches, lion of the tribe of Judah, and then He just he sees a need and He just switches it into the drunken glory. And so much joy and laughter, it's just like, Total different, and then all of a sudden from 45 minutes of laughing hysterically and drunken glory and drinking the cup of the new covenant, just roaring preaching again and just mocking the enemies of Jesus Christ in the spirit of Elijah. The Father is like a whirlwind of meeting every need of every soul in the radius that can hear His word. He's a perfect father, which means he'll father your hearts and minds according to where you're at right now. So, since he's the whirlwind and we're the body that he whirls in, whatever you need, that's what the father provides. That's why the manifestations through the sons of God can change so rapidly. I mean, it's demonstrated in the prophet Elijah. He was so unpredictable that people didn't even want to follow him around or try to catch him because they never knew what he was going to do next. You know, he'll run 60 miles an hour physically, outrunning chariots, outrunning cheetahs. You know, makes no sense. (laughs) Doing all kinds of crazy Elijah prophetics. Because the spirit is superior to the flesh. Ultimately, God is always demonstrating through His holy sons and holy daughters the superiority of His Spirit to the flesh. Because there's only two kingdoms that your spirits and your minds can be in. The tree of knowledge or the tree of life. In Jesus Christ's Spirit, the new covenant, or in Lucifer who fell from heaven trapped in your brains. So there's only two kingdoms here that your hearts and minds can be in. And I see a tremendous amount of darkness in God's people's hearts and minds. And He's telling me today, don't curse the curse. Don't beat up the dead. I mean, being angry at the darkness only perpetuates darkness. I mean, these people are dead. 
They've been so beat up by religious demons, rebellious demons, their parents, all kinds of stuff in this world, <laughs> you know, poverty. He's like, just drown them in grace. The grace will energize their hearts and minds, and it will be the glorious grace that will make them want to rise and have more of God in their life. You don't force this stuff on anybody. You just pour grace on them. And so we're growing in grace, and we're growing in the ministry of grace, and we're learning through what we suffer. I mean, it's, you know, it's a wonderful experiment every day. And if you can just stick with it, you know, we'll, we'll perfect it in the Father's laboratory eventually. You know, you might come out with three eyes and four legs, but back into the laboratory, we'll get this thing perfect. I tell you the truth, the bride of Christ will be made perfect and spotless in this generation through ministry. Through the ministry of the sons and daughters of the living God, we will be made perfect. There's no doubt about it. His grace is sufficient for this bride. No matter how bad your minds are, no matter how devoid of understanding and stubborn, I mean, we've seen it all. And I know this grace is enough to make everyone fall in love with Him. Make everyone want to change and serve the King of glory and the author of life. He'll never force us to do it. He's, just, he's not like Satan at all. There's zero controlling nature about Jesus. I mean, he's just a wild man. There, I mean, all of that religious stuff is Lucifer. All of that control stuff is the devil. Jesus Christ has zero controlling aspects about his personality. I mean, he, he's like, he just heals them, and then they all run off and do their own thing. I mean, he's a little grieved because... He wanted them to have more fun with him. I mean, that's why he just asked the one guy, didn't I heal all ten of you? Why is only one of you returning to me? You know, it, it wasn't that he wanted them so to control them and, you know, build a great ministry. He wanted them to have fun with him. Jesus just wants us to have fun with him. I'm telling you, the new covenant is for hedonists only. It's a cup of pure delight. You are drinking the Garden of Eden, with every drink of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ, You're drinking the Garden of Eden. Eden means pleasure or delight. You will never grow in the glory, you will never grow in Jesus Christ until you become a real hedonist. And your God is your pleasure. And there's nothing more pleasurable here than the Holy Spirit who created heaven. Satan only counterfeits in drugs and alcohol and sexual immorality. And all of that produces death. I mean, it's a total lie. None of those people are happy. I mean, you ever seen people that are caught up in sin? I mean, maybe at first they're happy, but later on they're just all slaves. They're miserable. The sexually immoral are miserable. The codependent are miserable. The drug addicts and the alcoholics... Nasty, vile creatures. (laughs) You get them on grace, these people are consistently happy. I'm not worried they're going to snap on me. I know what I'm going to get out of the cups of the new covenant, the temples of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get copious amounts of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. These are people that have the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
These are people filled with the Godhead and made full of the Holy Ghost. The happy people. 1 Timothy 1.11 in the emphasized translation says, The gospel is the glad message of the glory <laughs> of the happy God. 1 Timothy 1.11, emphasized. It's like the amplified, only emphasized instead of amplified. Oh, it's so good to be in the real gospel. The gospel of joy. And then actually entering the joy He's prepared for us, which is obedience to Christ. Staying a hedonist to the cup of the new covenant. Until every area of my heart is pleasured on Him, every area of my soul is pleasured on Him, that is why I laugh all day long. I mean, it all goes wrong in the natural realm. I mean, our donations have looked like a Starbucks tip jar lately. Everything's going wrong. Our people are dying. There's, you know, I mean, it's just... And you still have to rejoice. Because Satan is warring against this joy. Satan is warring against this gospel. And he's winning in some people's lives, and it's sad. You know, and I hear bad news, and I see bad fruits in people's lives, and I know I did not sow that seed. An enemy sowed that seed. My hands are clean of these hearts and minds. My hands are so clean. My heart is so clean. My mind is so clean. All we've ever ministered is spirit. It's been greatly misunderstood by carnal minds that aren't spiritually minded. That's not my fault. That, that's not on my hands. For a person to not understand the things of the spirit, that's not a person's fault. If you don't have a grid for freedom, a grid for heaven, my hands are clean. Get a grid. I mean, grow. I mean, it should. If you're born again and in love with Jesus, seeing all the freedom of the glorious freedom of the sons of God should put a desire in you to want to understand things greater than you've ever known about God. Put a hunger and thirst for greater righteousness in you. Is our God really that fun and amazing all the time and carefree? He's not worried and concerned about anything ever. He's God. <laughs> and He's a happy God. Is our God that happy? <laughs> I mean, I think the church is shocked that Jesus Christ is that happy all the time. Isn't He serious sometimes? I mean, doesn't He cry? Jesus wept. The shortest verse in the New Testament on purpose. Because he spent the shortest amount of time in that emotion. Almost zero. He's just rejoicing always and again, I say rejoice. And it's about time we be like our older brothers since we're born of the same class of beings. Born again of the Holy Spirit, now also raised of the spirit of bliss, the spirit of glory the spirit of grace. Wonderful. You've been born again. I mean, the angels and I are rejoicing. Everyone in heaven is thankful your names are written in heavenly Jerusalem, the Lamb's book of life. Now, grow. Not just born. Here's the part where your joy increases to take over and drown the world in like a joyocalypse. <laughs> Joyocalypse. <laughs> it's exactly what it's going to be, too. This cup of the new covenant, your hearts and minds will overflow so greatly, and there'll be such copious amounts of new wine flowing on the mountains, it'll be a joyocalypse. 
The end of Babylon the Great is the manifestation of the bride's spirit life and the overflow of her cup. When she actually gets into the real gospel, I mean, religion and temptations of rebellion have so distracted the bride. I mean, we see it everywhere. It's just everywhere. There's a million distractions out there every day to just not even be in the new covenant anymore. Drinking grace, too distracted on worldliness. Satan has me and all this chaos out there and it's just wasting your days. If Satan can't get you deceived in the revelation of salvation, what he'll do is Satan will get you distracted in the chaos of the world and he'll waste all your time. And that's what I see thousands of Christians doing, just wasting all their time on meaningless things. When if they had focused on the bread and the wine, Lord, restore the times. Because <laughs> I know it's so sad how people get caught up in the world and deceived of the devil. And he just and the devil is so sly. He just get in there and there's just a million different things and pulls in different directions. Everything to distract you from spiritual growth in the actual cup of the new covenant, in the one thing that would transform the world and have eternal consequences. We're all about eternity. No dead works. We don't waste a single moment. I don't even waste a single moment on anything that doesn't have eternal value. Now, I wasn't always like this. I became this way by continuing to drink the cup of the new covenant until that's all that's in me. That's all that's in me is the cup of the new covenant. And that's for every single person. You know what that means? Your entire being is a cup of joy. That's God's plan and destiny 100% for all your lives. Your bodies are not just temples of the Holy Spirit. Your bodies are cups of the new covenant. Cups of new wine. Cups of joy. And when He restores the joy of our salvation... We'll wear it on our faces. If the face is not laughing all the time, the mind needs to be more saved. And I'm telling you, that's a progress. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the washing of the water of the Word, the good news about Jesus Christ. And all of the rivers of living waters washing through you to agree with all of His words that are so beyond you. They're all living, active, and they all come from the throne of God. Every word. This is the bread of heaven. The wine of heaven. So we can be heavenly and no longer earthly. Bride of Christ. And so, your faces get saved. What does a saved face look like? Isaac's name means laughter. One who, who believes and has faith always gives birth to laughter. The laughter and the joy is the number one evidence of salvation. A lack of joy and a lack of laughter is a lack of salvation in many areas of people's soul lives because there's the presence of darkness crammed in those rooms of their interior castle of their souls. And so grace abounds and fills and floods those rooms in the interior castle and makes glad. Grace makes glad. And He restores our souls. So our faces are faces of joy and laughter constantly. For it is written, I will wipe away all sadness and sorrows. 
I will wipe away their tears, and all sadness and sorrows shall flee away. It is written. Guess how that happens? By being a cup of joy as a person. A cup of the new covenant. (laughs) Drunk on the new covenant. Every day, drink as much spiritual grace as you can. And let your cups overflow. Again, spiritual feasting, there's no law. You know, you will influence everyone around you with dominant emotions of the Holy Ghost, the most emotional person down here. Holy Spirit is so emotional. I mean, laughing for hours every day is pretty emotional. It's pretty glorious. It's pretty anointed. The oil of joy, the anointing, is actually joy itself. So the greater the anointing on someone's life, or the greater the overflow of the cup, of the new covenant, of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the greater the joy, the greater the laughter, the greater the happiness. Don't you want it? You got it. Just receive it and let it spring up in you. Angels of joy, angels of wine, loose and minister to these hearts and minds and make them happy. Glory. Let all darkness be washed away. All record of sin all stains on the conscience, all wrongdoing in the conscience, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Be washed in the river of life. Be washed in the anointing of joy. And let unlimited amounts of joy pour over you, from within you, and all around you, and drown you forever. For that, in fact, is what heaven is. Enter the joy. Be drowned in joy. (laughs) on earth as it is in heaven for every single one of you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ Amen Hey, partner with Red Letter Ministries donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed we love you guys we'll see you tomorrow Amen Glory